Hi, and welcome back to the Positive Success Show. I'm your host, Dominique Narciso, and I'm a success coach for high achievers and aspiring entrepreneurs. I help you redefine personal and professional success so that you can create a simple lifestyle with more income, impact, and freedom. So welcome to episode number 57, Smile While You Pedal. So this is a really fun episode with a good old friend from the Peace Corps. His name is Travis Bays, and he is the co-founder of Bodhi Surf and Yoga in Costa Rica. Um, he shares a lot about, you know, just his perspective on life and how to be successful. So I really hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Positive Success Show. I am so excited to have a special guest with us today. His name is Travis Bays, the co-founder of Bodhi Surf and Yoga in Bahia, Bahia, Costa Rica. So I, Travis, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you so much, Dom, for having me. Um, it's so a I, pleasure. I originally met Travis when I was a Peace Corps volunteer in Costa Rica, and he was like this senior Peace Corps volunteer that has had the experience. He was on his third year now and, and we just we just connected like Peace Corps volunteers. I don't know, Travis, it's like this this instant connection of, you know, we like to serve, we like to have fun and we like to have adventures. Um, and so I've only met Travis, I think like we've been in physical space together probably two or three times my whole entire time I was in Costa Rica. So it's such a pleasure to to reconnect with you and also uh, have you on the show. Um, so Travis, tell us how how did you like what's what's your origin story? How did you I mean, you're American and, you know, how did you get to Costa Rica? Yeah, well, let me clarify. I'm a Tingo now. Oh, I don't know if you know a Tingo. Yeah, a Tico gringo. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not Costa Rican by blood, but by culture, I've, you know, adapted, so to speak, or assimilated, if you will. And so, you know, you have Ticos and you have Gringos. Well, I'm a mixture of the both. So I'm a Tingo. Love it. Love it. Um, but yeah, so essentially uh, what happened was, you know, I was, I think, 24 at the time. I had graduated from college, had done some business development. I had uh, put myself in a uh, a really sticky situation financially and 24 no money my truck is broken i'm sleeping in it sometimes I'm sleeping on the couches of friends just kind of being a little southern california surf bum and i wake up one day and my truck doesn't work at all and i'm like oh my god i need to get a job so i went home and looked for full-time work and applied to wells fargo american express I think there was probably another one like JP Morgan or something like that. And Wells Fargo wanted to hire me on the spot. So to make a long story short, I got scared. I ran away. <laughs> they called me back two weeks later and they're like, are you sure you don't want to take this offer? And I'm like, oh, yeah, all right, I'll take it. And so my mom had to actually drive me to my first day at corporate America with Wells Fargo Financial. <laughs> pretty, pretty cool first day for me, you know. <laughs> uh, anyways, I'm, I'm telling that story because that was an opportunity for me to really um, understand that all the dreams that I had, which were not going corporate America, were really true. Like, that is what I wanted to be. I didn't want to be that corporate America. But sometimes we don't taste that. And we think that's what, you know, we want. And, and you know, so anyways, I, I thought I knew I didn't want to go that route, but I was like, I got to try it just to make sure. And I did. And I hated it. 
I was good at it. I was selling money. It was right before, you know, a few years before the financial crisis. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I had a plan. And the plan was to work my butt off at Wells Fargo Financial to get myself out of the red and uh, do that for about a year. And I applied for the Peace Corps at the same time that I got the job. So I was like, all right, Peace Corps back in 2004 took, you know, six to 12 months Mm -hmm. in order to accept you. So I was like, I'm just going to run, work, do what I can, and then ditch. (laughs) (laughs) And I got the invite, I think eight months later, and it was my mom who called me at Wells Fargo Financial. She's like, you got an envelope from the Peace Corps. Do you want me to open it? I'm like, of course, do it. And she opened it and she said, Costa Rica. And I was pissed. I was upset because I, I, I had studied uh, anthropology and economics at the University of San Diego. And I really wanted to go somewhere like Bolivia or Peru and work with indigenous cultures and help them get into the modern day economy, but while respecting their worldview um, and values. And so Costa Rica, I was like, oh man, that place is already developed. But being a surfer, and <laughs> uh, I was like, whoa, you know, and here I am, you know, 15 years later, I'm that guy that never left. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I love it because it's, um, you know, you recognize that that time in Wells Fargo was just a moment in time, but your true calling was out, outside of that safe space. And I think, you know, for our listeners and for people viewing as well, it's, it's challenging to think of yourself outside of that safe space when you really, because it's, you know, when you're, when you're secure, like, you know, what's going to happen, you know, um, what the job is and everything, but then something like Costa Rica or Bolivia or Peru or anywhere, just going abroad, it's, it's completely new. And so uh, my, my question is, how did you, or what was your decision point to join, to actually apply for the Peace Corps at the time that you did, as you were applying for all these, you know, these corporate America jobs? Yeah, so I actually had went to a, an introduction to the Peace Corps at the University of San Diego, and the recruiter at the time was just a wonderful, wonderful person. And when I saw the values that he shared and he emitted in his energy, I was like, I want to be like that person. And so I thought at that moment that probably the Peace Corps would be a place where I could really I don't want to say transform, but really learn more about myself as, as selfish as that might sound. Um, all the while trying to do good work. And I've said this before to other people at the end of the day, I got a lot more out of the experience than maybe I gave to the community where I currently live, but I'm still living here and still giving to this day to make up for that debt because <laughs> this community really op- opened itself up and, and embraced me. Thankfully. Yeah. And, and I guess, uh, what will be interesting to hear too is what skills or lessons did you learn in the Peace Corps that has helped you be successful or continue to thrive in, um, you know, in your current business, uh, you know, what you're doing now, or if you can share a little bit more about that. Yeah, I think there are, uh, there are a handful and uh, one is change. Um, Peace Corps taught me how to, And so change, you know, is the, the constant in our lives. And Peace Corps really helped me understand that I needed to uh, adapt and adjust and that I needed to adjust to another set of values, mm. another rhythm of life that I wasn't accustomed to. 
And, you know, I'm 40 years old now and I came here when I was 25 and I'm still adjusting. I'm still learning Mm -hmm. how to adapt and assimilate and understand the culture. Uh, Peace Corps also taught me um, to respect differences and that it's okay to fundamentally view the world differently. Um, And that, you know, it's, it's okay to agree to disagree. Mm -hmm. And I think that oftentimes those lessons, especially with respect to worldviews and respecting other worldviews and, you know, agreeing to disagree are are things that we need to improve upon back, back in the United States. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, there's tons of other lessons, uh, (laughs) but those are the two big ones, I think. And, uh, no, I, I love that. It's like, yeah, adapt, adapt and change and, and respect. It's anytime our worlds are turned upside down, it's like we want to stick to what we know. But it's hard because when we stick to what we know, we can't really adapt or, you know, accept what, what the new reality is. Uh, and I think that, that I mean, we go into the, what's happened with the pandemic, um, you know, having those abilities to do that. And I, I, I would love to hear a little bit more or something about how you've been able to adapt and change, you know, in that space, because it's, it's huge. It's, I mean, for a lot of folks out there that have businesses like yours um, that require tourists, uh, you know, or, you know, just, just an influx of, of folks, how have you, how have you worked through that? And I think, you know, for anyone listening, like having, you know, dealing with that difficulty of there is this huge change in front of us, how are we moving through it? And how are we, um, how have you tried to navigate through it positively? Yeah, well, you know, we're in the service industry we are a tour operator. And what we wanted to do during the pandemic was really think about all of the value added services that we could offer our network from afar. And we did a lot of reflection and came up with several things that guests had asked us to do in the past, but we weren't able to do them because we were busy being owners and operators of this small business, right? Uh, It's not often where you go to a place and you actually interact with the owners of the company on a daily basis, right? That's how we roll. We're very intimate in that sense. And so through brainstorming sessions, we came up with a handful of different things that would add value to the life of our network, some simple things like a digital cookbook, right? A recipe book. So many times guests were like, oh God, these meals are so great. Do you guys have a cookbook? And we're like, no. And we did it. And it came out and we asked for a suggested donation of $20 for it. And people were donating 200 to people were donating 50 people were donating 20. You know, the other thing is that a lot of people kept saying, how do we bundle up my lovely wife, Pilar, and take her home with us because we love her yoga teachings? <laughs> I'm like, uh, you can't do that. <laughs> but So we did during the pandemic, right? We went ahead and, well, she did. She went ahead and, and, and our team filmed and created a ton of yoga tutorials and philosophy talks. Now all of those are actually on our Bodhi online membership program that we just launched in the beginning of of March, which we're calling uh, a library of, of, of well-being. Um, so we were able to do a handful of things 
always thinking though, how do we add value to other people's lives? Mm-hmm. And I and I, I I saw I saw those as they I, they rolled out, and I'm like, oh, this is amazing. And I'm like, yeah. and I'm one of those people that like I click and I always uh, <laughs> I end up like you know subscribing and stuff. But I think it's so I think it's so great to have that to have that experience and to really listen to your to your guests. Um, you know, and what they wanted and, and bringing a little bit of, I love the idea of bringing Costa Rica home back with you because I haven't, I haven't touched Costa Rica. I've been there for, for almost a decade since I, since I left the Peace Corps. So um, I think that's really great that you're able to, able to do that. Um, so in terms of, I guess, just for your, your personal philosophy of, you know, staying positive, staying optimistic, like, what do you, what do you do, Travis? Cause I mean, you have, you're like business owner, surfer, entrepreneur, um, dad, husband, you know, like all of these different roles. Like, how do you, how do you, how do you manage it? And how do you, how do you create that harmony in your life? Because I think even for me, like, I'd love, I'd love to learn because it's, it's challenging. It's challenging with, with all of these different roles that, that you play. Yeah. It's, it's funny because a lot of people that don't know me on a deeper level for example some of our guests they see me as like this really chill individual this super chill surfer (laughs) dude you know some people call me like the mr miyagi of surf teaching (laughs) and inside like there's this other travis just laughing like ah you don't know me too well do you (laughs) because there's that other side where i'm just like super a type super goal driven super competitive um and so I guess to answer your question, how do I keep harmony is just like the yin and yang, really trying to balance where I get my energy from. And I get them from both sides, you know, like it's interesting the other day, I was in conversations with this gentleman who was asking me about like the spirituality of surfing. Mm-hmm. And he had some questions that he wanted me to ask myself and then start asking my guests. And one of them was actually, how, who are you, Travis? in mother ocean and who are you travis on land and are there characteristics of travis in mother ocean that you like about yourself that you're not like on land and the big thing that i realized through that reflection was in the ocean i'm super patient because you have to be it's not to say that i'm not assertive and i go after the waves so i can get my wave count up and position myself properly but i'm patient i understand i have to wait and on land, I'm not. And so I'm trying to work on that. So yeah, it's just finding the balance of where I get my energy from. Some days I'm driven to you know, sell, for example. I like the sales process yeah. uh, because I believe in what we're selling. You know, It's not selling credit anymore <laughs> where I would have to literally look at myself in the, at night after a eight hour work shift selling money to people and be like, you're a horrible person. You know, <laughs> like that's not, that's not it anymore. So that sales drive that, that competition that competitiveness sorry like it's a good it's coming from a good space because i really believe in what we have is something that can help people you know um but then there's days where i'm just like this sucks you know i i I don't like this this is the grind i get up and answer emails i get up and you know have to pay bills and do transfers and have team meetings and like ah you know yeah so there's some some techniques I use. Yeah, to what keep is, me going. So share, like, what do you, what do you, what do you do? <laughs> I smile. 
hey, that's like scientifically proven to make you feel happy. Like just yeah. <laughs> stop, like putting yeah. a smile on your face changes your changes totally. the message to your brain. Look, look at us right now. <laughs> and, you know, to put on, put the icing on the cake, I learned the smiling technique through Wells Fargo Financials <laughs> training. Yeah, yeah. And now I apply it to my surf lessons. Uh, and I tell my surf students, and it was actually a surf student that told me this, to smile while you paddle because paddling is the hardest thing in surfing. It's about 70 to 80% of it. And if you don't, find a way to enjoy paddling or you don't make it pleasant you're not going to be able to reap the benefits of surfing the green blue wave mm -hmm. and that dopamine adrenaline endorphin rush mm -hmm. is not going to ever happen and that's life right like smile while you paddle is a metaphor for life that all the things that we have to get done during the day the grind and stuff if we smile while we're doing them we will be more successful we'll be happier we'll be better and in those moments of bliss will come as well because you can't get those moments of bliss without paddling you can't catch the blue green wave if you don't paddle oh, so I, that's my tip <laughs> I, love, I love that i love that metaphor just yeah paddling is hard i've done surfing a couple times in my life and i'd always like i'm so tired by the time i get to the other side i'm like i don't even want to yeah. do anything anymore yeah exactly but, but it's it's such a great metaphor because yeah like i mean even when you think about i'm thinking about like running a business raising children um, even cooking a meal, it's like 80% is all the prep work. It's yes. all, all the prep work. It's like you're prepping for that big moment when you get to ride the wave. Yeah. And yeah. so I love that. That's like, I'm just, I, I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to put that on my wall, smile while you paddle. So when I'm doing something tedious, which uh, just as a creative person, I get frustrated with it sometimes because I'm like, oh, I don't want to do this, but I know you have to do, you have to do the hard work in order to get the, to, to get the payoff. Yeah. And you know, it was, uh, Saltwater Buddha, a book by Jaimal Yogis, where uh, he really captured that moment or what, what we're trying to say right now, the smile while you paddle. And he was talking about how he was paddling out at Ocean Beach uh, in San Francisco, which is one of the most difficult and challenging beaches to surf at because you have these currents coming out of the San Francisco Bay that reach like seven knots. And they, he, in his description, push surfers up and down as if they were driftwood. And he said that he was getting slammed and, you know, sand down his throat, getting held down. And at that moment, he was like, I actually like paddling, you know. And then at that moment, he was like, just like you said, there are so many things in life that require the paddling and that he could start getting better at that part of life, too. Right. Enjoying those challenging things in life, not just paddling and surfing, but the, the things in life that one doesn't want to do. Yeah, no, absolutely. No, this is that's a great that's a great reflection um and so in when you when you find yourself uh being more of the type a uh person uh that that personality comes out like what do you do to stay positive like if you hit a roadblock you hit an obstacle like what are your kind of what do you do because i think a lot of folks like when they hit that roadblock you know it's either you can do something good or you know good for yourself or you know go into like something uh, like negative habits but what is your what is your process for over for staying positive despite obstacles? Well, I do a little bit of both because that's that's me. You know what I mean? Like I don't think we should fight the negative stuff all the time. Uh, meaning, like we should own it. You know, like mm -hmm. if I'm fighting for something and it's not going my way, and I'm feeling, you know, upset and frustrated, and 
you know, obviously I want to make sure that I'm being intelligent emotionally, but like also sometimes it's okay to just let out and give a scream or, you know, as long as you're not directing that energy, which I do in some cases to my daughters or to my wife or to my business partners or even to the guests, you know. Um, so, but I just, you know, I try and figure out, okay, you know, it's okay to be in this state and accept it, get over it and then push through. And then there's other times where I'm like, no, it's not okay to be in this state. And what I'll need to do, what I need to do is just go take a break, you know, or go take a walk. Um, I don't do it as often as I should, you know, it's something that my lovely spouse has encouraged me to do for a very long time. Like when I get heated and I can't stop talking about a topic, um, just go take a walk or maybe go for a surf. Um, you know, I look at my lovely mom and she's the same way as me. Like we just can't let things go. Uh, you know, we always have to have the last word, um, things like that. You know, so these are, these are lifelong challenges that I'll probably be facing when I'm 80 years old. <laughs> no, I, but I, but I like, I like the, I like that, you know, you don't have to always try to push away the negative, but kind of work through it. And I think, and I think that's a good philosophy to have because yeah, we are human and we have these range of emotions, but it's dealing with it better the next time. Um, and also right. give ourselves grace when we can, because we're not perfect. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Okay. Now I think I want to interview your mom too. <laughs> <laughs> She's great. She's been through a lot. Ooh, I just got stung by a little bee. Oh no. Okay? That's okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm all good. <laughs> all right. <laughs> uh, so Travis, last question. What is your definition of success? Ooh, I think I'm still figuring that out, to be quite honest. Uh, I'll tell you a short story. Uh, a few years ago, before the pandemic, and I'm starting to feel this way again, I looked at my life and I was like, oh my God, I have the dream life, you know, like literally I had written down years ago that I wanted to have a small little wooden bungalow, a lovely family, you know, uh, you know, the, this, the surf school, the, the community foundation. And I, I got scared. I was like, oh, shoot. Actually, I didn't say shoot. I said, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I said, oh, my God, like I have it. I'm living my dream. And then I started freaking out. because I was like, well, what's next? Mm. Um, and so you know, I don't know that, I, I guess if I were to summarize success, it would be, uh, you know, just a steady state of happiness, you know, um, although we have peaks and troughs naturally, right? That's how life is. That's how waves work. Uh, I, I, I just think that success is a steady, a steady wave of happiness. Oh, love it. Oh, so good. So good. <laughs> so Travis, if, if anyone would like to get in touch with you, what is the best way to reach out? Uh, where can they find you online? Yeah, I think the best way would be to go to our website, actually, bodysurfyoga.com. Check us out there and then drop us an email at uh, info at bodysurfyoga.com. Or you can also find me personally on LinkedIn. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you. No, super stoked. And uh, I hope you get down here soon. I know. I hope so too. So I hope that episode served you well and that you found a few lessons in there that you can implement in your own life. And if you are loving these 
positive success show episodes and you are learning and you are growing, please let me know. Let me know by sending me a DM on Instagram at Dom Narciso. And additionally, if you are looking for more support, for more community, for more one-on-one, um, gosh, just just uh, conversation and inspiration and motivation, I do offer a group coaching program that goes monthly. It's called Grow in Success. And I also have a few open slots for one-on-one coaching. Uh, let me know, you know, shoot me that DM on Instagram, connect with me. Let me know how I can serve you. You know, I'm here to support you and your goals and your dreams. Don't do it alone. Don't, <laughs> you know, as high achievers, even for myself, like I have a coach, I have someone that is supporting me. So make sure you're getting the help that you need to get to that next level in your life. All right, everyone, until next week, be bold, be positive, and take action every day.